0: Welcome, welcome, and welcome to the season four premiere of The Dog House. My name is Will. I am your host, and I am so happy to be here with you. And I am also incredibly happy because I am not alone. I am joined by the MVP of season three. That is right. We have the cat box. And without further ado, look, my man. My brother, the floor is yours.
1: Welcome, welcome, and welcome. This is Needham Whiddle, calling you live from the cat box. Calling into the doghouse for the best fantasy broadcast, for the best fantasy league for football in the world, and you can't prove otherwise.
0: And the reason why it cannot be proved otherwise is because I don't know how much of the Doghouse listeners, know how many of the Doghouse listeners know about the 2022 rankings, but they literally just came out this week. And I want to congratulate everyone. The Doghouse was named the number one home fantasy football podcast in the nation, nay, the world, again. This is the second year in a row. I cannot claim that we've won it every single year of our existence, but we have won it two years in a row, and I am so, so thankful for everyone, for just for all four of you that listen. I mean... The six of us, the four of you, and then me, and Needham, um, really, really have something special going on here. And so, look, hey, rankings are rankings, and we got to rank our running backs, we got to rank our, our wide receivers, and we got to rank our fantasy football podcast. And I am never going to complain about getting my number one ranking. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Needham. Um, but... Um, Nina, I, I I can't help but notice that for me, I just woke up and I woke up to, and I'm on the East Coast, and I'm waking up to a bunch of notifications of you um, putting recordings forward, which means that you're currently recording in the three o'clock hour. And so, um how how, how, you, how you doing there bud You you is there a little insomnia going on I, I mean do we do we need to worry about you
1: now like I said, as the insomniac report that means uh I'm not as all jacked up on some type of substance like we normally are, but hey, what can you say it's been too long since we've all gotten together. Uh, really looking forward to uh, hoping the the doghouse actually joins us this episode. Um, took a leap of faith, put some notes together, and uh, all right,
0: all right. And I do appreciate that. I appreciate you producing the content uh, that really spearheaded the season four premiere. Uh, I had not started writing anything. It was only when you actually started recording from the cat box that this episode actually started getting fully written, Um, although I guess it started getting written the moment that you started writing it. So thank you very much. What I'm wondering is what are your thoughts about this season four and also just this episode? Like, what do we have in store for us?
1: So what did uh, did I put together for us? We got another great season. Staring us straight in the face. Um, I thought this episode we can go for draft class winners, losers, trades and grades, and some historical look-through at stuff. Um, Just your typical stuff. uh, Having the doghouse jump in, add all the color, all the jokes, all the things you guys look forward to. And this place is the best.
0: This is a great place, and I totally agree. Couldn't even agree more. And let's get to the next steps of the intro before we even get to the news or the meats and bolts and nuts and potatoes. Let's get to... That's right. Not the episode MVP. That will be in a second. Instead, it is time for... I literally, I just forgot, I forgot. Oh, roll call, roll call, fucking roll call. The reason why I forgot roll call is no one in here. So I actually left the room with both dogs and my daughter, which is the current dog. So the current doghouse episode is not being recorded in the doghouse. The current TriMalay doghouse is being manned slash small girl, sleeped by Katie while the other two dogs are sleeping near her. But I'm actually in my office because it's the room that is inside and farthest away uh, from all the other people in it. So unlike this, the finale of season three where I have the dogs in the doghouse in the season premiere of four, and maybe this is some foreshadowing, ooh, season foreshadowing Mm, that's too much uh (laughs) (laughs) that actually got me just (laughs) i like (laughs) so okay the best part about cracking yourself up is not when the punchline gets you but your response to the lame punchline is what gets you makes it even better Anyway, uh, I've done this take like 17 times, but I'm going to leave this one. I think this is fun. So h- roll call, roll calls, no one. It's just me. So let's get to the episode MVP. And the episode MVP goes to... <laughs> Wolf it. with his diary... Uh, additions, uh, have just been fantastic. I think your diary entries, it got you a co-MVP, an, an episode co-MVP previously. I don't know if they've actually gotten you an episode MVP before. Probably have. They absolutely deserve to have pr- produced that for you. Uh, regardless of what you've had or have not been acknowledged to for in the past, your diary entries in the season premiere of season four are absolutely the episode and makes you the episode MVP. And with that, let's go ahead and read the most recent. Okay, okay. Let's also flash back to, I have tried to read Wolfett's diary entries and I butcher them every single time. And I always say Wolfett needs to actually just speak them into the recording so I can just say, press play. But it's a diary entry, it, it, so I get it. it. It is a written word that it is then your job to actually speak and decipher and run with. So I'm going to do my absolute best. Everyone remember, I butchered it last time. This was a little bit almost two years ago, but I butchered it and I'm still uh, uh, self-conscious about that and I'm afraid I'm going to butcher it right now, but I'm going to try my best. Okay, so, okay, cool. You got this, Okay. Dear Diary, it has been many moons since I've last written. The long winter of our discontent has begun. Two peasant football teams competed for the trophy that rightfully belongs with the Squared Sevens. Regrettably, the Squared Sevens started a model at quarterback instead of an actual athlete. Predictably, the results were less than optimal. On the personal front, the fantasy team was middle of the pack this season. College dropout Saquon Barkley was only mediocre and I shipped him out along with one-legged man, James Robinson, for multiple chances to select additional college dropouts. I learned my lesson and I will not be looking at their teeth as Dear dear leader Will's predecessor on the plantation once did. To defeat my fellow bald man mafia members next season, I will need to find new sources of talent and youth. The ranks of college dropouts beckons, and only the professional Masseuse doctor has more chances than I do. Alas, I must cut the writing short. The meeting of privileged white men is soon, and I am in the char I am in charge of drinks and snacks. Chablis and pigs and blankets await. Regards. Alright. I almost got it. I've kind of butchered it at the very, very end. I am in charge of drinks and snacks. Ugh, sorry, Wolfet. I almost had it. All right, so great job, Wolfit. That got you your season MVP. See, I, I'm so obsessed with the season finale in the previous episode of season three and the season premiere in this episode that I'm forgetting the part that it's actually just a regular episode that I just need to record in a regular way. And so the word episode has been replaced by series in my brain nonstop. Anyway, Great job, Wolfit! Congratulations. You absolutely are the episode MVP. Thank God we are ready to move on. And by thank God, I mean, thank God I'm ready to move on. Let's get into some news. Oh, I love that intro and I love that interlude. But if I'm to be honest, I have not really been paying attention. So uh, Needham. What actually uh, has been going on lately? I know we've been voting on a lot of stuff.
1: All right, let's jump right into the uh, housekeeping. All right? This is not the uh, most fun stuff to read off, but uh, I'll breeze through this as fast as I can. Uh, first thing first, uh, we went moved uh, the league to a 24-hour draft clock. That's right. Everybody gets 24 hours. No pushing, shoving. Just uh, take as much time. Up to 24 hours as you need. Uh, third wide receiver was pushed for a revote into the 2022 off season. We voted not to accept. That's right, no tight end premium. Uh, various IDP bonuses were accepted. I will let you go and review which ones. Just know you get more stuff now for IDPs.
0: Well, this year we had so many different topics that everyone wanted to discuss during the off season, and I thought that was fantastic. The more fantasy football content we have to discuss when there's no fantasy football news, the better, right? Like it that now that this group needs fantasy football to keep talking. Lord knows we have done. Uh, quite a number on our key on our keypads um, in this chat but what I appreciate so much is that we also have a lot of we're constantly tinkering with the league and trying to see how we can make it better and one of the things we did this offseason was we had like a dozen offseason topics every week we had a new off-season topic, and we introduced the topic on Monday, and we voted on Friday, and by Sunday, we had either a new rule or or chose not to have a new rule or not to have a change in policy, and then the next week, we started all over again, and so that was great, and so we did go through a lot of them, and so, uh, Needham, you mentioned four of them. So the first one was a 24-hour clock, so we originally did not have a clock, and it's because I totally did think that we might have someone who would abuse that last pick and not actually take a guy. And in in doing so, keep free agency from locking and, and keeping people from being able to start signing players. I think we should go to five rounds, to be honest. I think we're deep enough. I think we should go to five rounds. And just like more capital and like, we signed so we signed 25 guys after the draft so we should just i honestly think we should have five rounds i'm going to so this is a perfect example now that i've had that idea i'm going to put it on our list for next year i think i've actually asked like three different times and three different times it's been voted down but i'm going to bring it up again and there's no shortage in bringing up any off season topic, any rule change, any idea that you have? Because the fact is, it's the off season. There isn't anything going on. It is great for us to be kind of breaking down uh, the finer details of this league and figuring out exactly how we want to keep it as the best league in the nation. And that's something that I'm proud of, and I and I hope all you're proud of as as those 2022 rankings came out and we remained at the top and let's just let's just not sleep on that as we are continuing our season 4 premiere of the official podcast associated with the absolute legendary and award-winning uh uh, uh, uh what's it acclaimed uh, uh critically acclaimed <laughs> fantasy football league um but anyway, so oh I I don't even remember what we were talking about at this point. But let's go ahead and start. now. I do. Let's get going and look at all the different things that we voted on. Voting on it is great. So 24 hour clock. Thanks, baby. Um, I knew that not taking the 312 was something that someone could do to have to to allow themselves to have an unfair advantage. And I just didn't think anyone would be um, that way and do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put insults in a podcast if you don't need to, right? And so, but Booby did. And look, like, dude, he's the champ. Maybe we should all just, all of us should be like, oh, I wouldn't, we have done that too. I mean, I know the rest of us wouldn't, but Booby did and he was the champ. And so he got to. He was he earned the position to be able to try to stall out the league. And one of Booby's mistakes, there was a couple of mistakes. One was it was just unlucky timing because Hillary was busting the fuck out of my balls on what, you know, whatever the topic of that week was. And that just happened to also be the week that Booby was like, I'm putting this league on a vacation. Anyway. Uh, so that took over well, and we all we all know that. So let's move on. Uh, I need to move on because I bring it up and then I rant and rave for like five minutes and I'm like, mm, let's move on. I'm like, mm, actually, dude, it's a podcast. You're the one that keeps talking about it. Anyway, so we currently and going forward have a 24-hour clock that is basically a... Uh, it's <laughs> It's basically the next option for what we already had, which is no clock, only it's... So long, it feels like no clock, but uh, short enough that you can't just ignore us for a week or choose not to make a pick for multiple weeks, which is what Booby's strategy was. By the way, not a bad strategy. I like the strategy. Uh, it just didn't quite work. Anyway, what was interesting is in the cat box, Needham, I'm talking right, right to you, my friend. Um, you said that it was the... How did you phrase it? You said the third wide, wide receiver will be getting pushed back a year, and we'll vote on it next year. Okay, I would like to remind you, it was not a vote for a third wide receiver. It, actually, the initial idea was yours, and it was, we start 10, NFL teams start 11, why don't we start 11? And so the actual poll question was, do we want to start 11, dot, dot, dot. We'll have a runoff if one option can't get seven votes. We'll vote on adding bench spots later if we add a starter. Voting closes Oh, sun- uh, I'm sorry. I read that as if I thought I was going to say something else, and then I realized it was just all the fucking rules I put in there. <laughs> It'll DJ rules. So it was add a starting IDP for 22, add a wide receiver for 22, add a wide receiver for 23 or don't add an 11 starter. Nobody voted for IDP for 22. Nobody voted for wide receiver 23. So the reason why Needham framed it in the way that he did is this four option vote turned in to a two option vote and it turned into add a third wide receiver or don't add a third wide receiver. It, it, it started with an idea of adding an 11th starter and it had turned into a third wide receiver. And this is probably our biggest and most important rule change discussion. We had this off season. and it's not a coincidence that the vote ended up being six to six. So we did not end up voting to add an 11th starter. But everyone listening, I want you to pay close attention knowing what we know now, I think it's quite likely that we will be adding a third wide receiver. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I know when it would happen. I voted against it, but I only voted against it because I'm totally stocked with my four wide receivers. Uh, My roster, I would have voted yes. And this would have gone seven to five. If I didn't vote with my roster and reigning championship in my mind if I would have just voted as the commissioner and not a player I would have voted yes my thought being I think we will see a third wide receiver in our league probably as soon as next year it it, it, I think this vote this six to six vote all it did was stall it out for one year so of all the different votes we're going to get to uh, during this podcast and all the different votes that we had this offseason, this is probably the biggest. It will it will influence roster construction next year. I know that if you were really paying attention, you drafted during this rookie draft with the idea that you're going to have an extra starting wide receiver going forward. Um, and it was uh, pretty impressive. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's only the second. We're going to be here forever. So what else did we said? Uh, Needham brought it up. There we decided that we were gonna do no tight end premium. We had voted on this originally, and it didn't have an, uh, much interest. And we brought it back up again. I forget who brought it back up. We voted for it again. It had no interest again. I don't. I just don't think we're gonna be a tight end premium league. We voted for it twice in four years, and we voted no like easily twice. So I don't think it's gonna really go somewhere oh, I see a lot of trades. I look forward to discussing those trades, but that's not what we're doing right now. Right now, we are talking about the different um, rule changes, and that gets us to the second largest rule change discussion that we had after the third wide receiver, which was IDP scoring. It was IDP bonus, and then it was this, and then it was that. And so what we ended up doing is putting out a... a, a, um, a poll, not a test, you guys didn't pass or fail, with one, two, three, five, seven, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen 10, 12, 13 options. And let's take a look for the IDP scoring. There was just pass defended and was influenced, a lot of bonus points. 10 tackles would get a bonus point or two, uh, s- multiple sacks would get a bonus point or two, uh, passes to multiple. Basically, the, the real story is, Sleeper added IDP bonuses after our league started. And so Needham, or no, Austin figured that out and told me and was like, oh shit, we have an entire like settings tab that was not available to us before. So let's make this open to everyone. So the way we decided is we were going to add, let's see, what do we do? So we did. Pass defended did not get increased. 10 plus tackles was one bonus point or two bonus points, which means we probably did one bonus points because there was eight votes saying add a bonus point, and then it was six to two. Uh, so we probably added one bonus point for 10 tackles. I mean, you already got 10 tackles. So I don't know. That's That's a nice little bonus. You'll take the bonus point. It's one of those where if you only win by a point or two, that could be one of those bonus points that actually means something. Uh For two plus sacks, no one was interested in adding a point or two for two plus sacks. For three plus passes defended, um, eight people were interested in adding two bonus points. Okay, so I think what we found was Sure, we'll tack on an extra bonus point if you get 10 tackles. Good job, linebackers. No, we're not giving you any bonus points for your sacks because you're already getting a bunch of points for your sacks. Yes, you'll get the max two bonus points if you break up three passes defended because I think those who did the research found that secondary members of the secondary are not as well represented points-wise for us as others. So we're going to correct that a little bit, give those DBs a little bit more love, and if they can defend three passes in one game, they get two bonus points on top of the points they get for the passes defended. Uh, We're going to give two bonus points for a pick six over 50 yards. I like it. We're going to give two bonus points for a fumble recovery return for a touchdown over 50 yards. So what we're really doing is we're just adding some bonus points for some huge, super anomalous plays, and I'm always for that. And so that was, okay, so Needham, thank you for bringing those up. That was my take on those, Um, but we are not done. We have um, plenty more that we've uh, been voting on. What else do we have?
1: Moving uh, right along. Let's see. Roll over fab was accepted. That's going to be an interesting change to track and follow along. I'm interested in it. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that have a lot of leftover fab, and there's going to be some teams that spend all their fab. Uh, And it's definitely become an asset management category of a serious nature because of that. Uh, No free agency drop, meaning... Do the uh does that force us to then create them as a free agent within our league? Um the IR spots were increased from two to three, and the trade deadline remains unchanged.
0: You are so right. We have so many more topics to get to. The roll over fab was very interesting. It was just one I really hadn't thought of and and when it was brought to my attention, I was just like, dude, that's great. Because like you said, now all of a sudden your fab, instead of resetting every year, this is something that you actually need to be thinking about. I mean, matter of fact, I sent over I, I sent over a third round pick for a guy and some fab. And basically the fab that I had sent back my idea was this fab is gonna be more valuable now. And so, what I, the, the amount of fab I asked back from BT, and we'll talk about that trade in a bit, was the amount that I would be comfortable with paying for someone's third round pick. It was almost like it, if I had to turn our fab into a third rounder, how much would it be? It was like 25. I was like, yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. And so with the idea that Fab is now rolling over, I I mean, before I would have never considered including that. I would have found a player that matched that value I would have just moved on. But now that Fab is actually rolling over and just think about like a third of our league doesn't spend any Fab like at all. And so... One of the things we're going to vote on next year is we want to cap people's FAB. So, like, it's going to be, like, vacation time for working at the state. You're going to, we're going to cap it at, like, 500. So, we're saying you can't get more. They'll also, or whatever, we'll cap it at a number because we'll think that's doing something. We're going to be a big government, and we're going to cap it at a number. The fact is, if you're capping someone, then that means they're just, like, not spending their fab. But also, those guys that don't spend their fab, when someone goes crazy in week one, some rookie that bursts onto the scene, and then everyone in the industry goes, oh, yeah, no, we see it now. We all should have drafted him. We were all dumb. And everyone goes all in on him. If you have like 500 fab, we're going to have like, in in five, six years from now, we're going to have a non-drafted free agent rookie, unless we go to five rounds like I'm voting for, we're going to have a one of those guys go for, like, 350 fab in week one because, like, Stanley, Rose, and Adam will have, like, 500 fab or whatever. Anyway, so we, we, we voted for rollover fab, and I love it because I think that's going to be awesome. And just another tool that we can use um, in our roster manipulation and trades and all that good stuff so we <laughs> Wolfett brought up the idea and I love it which was what if in our league every time your player is dropped and he is a fully an unrestricted free agent then you don't get him either and he goes back into our pool and everyone was so anti, and I think I voted no, too, but I fucking love it, and I love it, and I, I think it's a great idea, fit and I'm, thank, I'm thankful that you brought it up. And here's the thing. I can think something's a great idea and love something and be so happy that it's brought up in the league and discussed and also still vote no, right? Like, both of those things can be true. So while I wasn't interested in it, I love the idea in theory and uh, I'm thankful for Wolfer for for bringing it up, but everyone was like, no, like my roster, you can't, you can't mess with my roster. You can't just take one of my guys off my roster because he and his team can meet on an extension. There was a lot of pros and cons. There was a lot of variables that were referenced Um, and also... I think the numbers support whoever was saying that. Look, a vast majority of fantasy-relevant players don't ever actually get to free agency. And so it, it that actually adds a layer of suspense and strategy and intrigue. And so I love it. But we chose not to go there. Now, maybe we'll do it again. Any topic that did not... So the ones that I'm absolutely putting back on the ballot for next year are the ones that were like six to six, five to seven. Like if it was super, super close, but if it like lost like nine to one or because rarely all 12 vote, but you know my point. Like if there's a topic that really did lose, but you believe in it still, bring it back up. I'll put it back on next year, but you have to tell me. I'm only going to like automatically put a topic back up on next year's, um, uh, agenda off season agenda if it was pretty close, like six, six, five, seven, I guess four, eight, maybe depends, case by case paces. So, uh, but let me know though if there is one that you believe in that didn't get the votes that you think could get more votes. I'll put it right back up there. Give us something to talk about. Uh, IR spots went from two to three, yeah, you know, I mean, look. I, Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson because they don't understand how IR rules work because they're just a bunch of dumb baseball players. But it's real simple, as as the 12 of us know. You go to the league settings, and whatever the league settings say, whoever you can put on the IR, that's who you can put on the IR. So their uh, slap gate was whether or not you can put a player who is out on the IR. Now, in their league, you could. Jock did. In another one's fam leagues like ours, out does not mean you can put them on the IR. We voted, and we can vote again, but we voted that you do not get to put your player on the IR if he is doubtful or even out. If they don't get placed on the IR officially by their team, we don't get to put them on IR on our roster. Uh, so we won't have any slapgate, but that's because we're not just a bunch of idiot baseball players. Anyway, two IR spots to three IR spots. My point, my thought is we can't choose who they put on IR. And the NFL doesn't really have like a problem with teams putting guys on IR to manipulate their roster. So if your guy's actually injured and he gets on the IR, you should be able to take a flyer. Dude, our waiver wire is not that great. So if you want to take a flyer on some rando on a waiver wire, then like... Yeah, put your guy in the IR and put your put that rando on your waiver off that waiver wire onto your roster and 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 use up that spot and maybe in those 2 3 weeks, 4 6 weeks, a year, whatever, that your guy's out, maybe that guy proves to be someone special and you keep him. That's going to happen. Anyway, um what else did I like I can't read my damn handwriting. Uh no, no, something 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 something. Great. Um, oh no, tra- uh, we did not change the trade deadline. We voted for the trade deadline last year and we voted on it again this year, but we did not change it again this year. So we changed it last year and then we kind of upheld those results. Um, that's another one where if people want to bring it up to me, I'll get it back on next year's, uh, uh off season topics list, but I don't think that's going to get brought up again. I think our, I think, and, and our, our league extended a week because the NFL league extended a week, but I think the current trade deadline is probably going to stay there for a bit. Um, if you really don't like it and you really want to uh, get it changed and you think you can get a handful of votes, then talk to them and let me know and we'll get it right back on there. But I think that one might be done i think this this vote for the trade deadline not getting moved might have actually gotten it off of the off-season topic list considering it's the second year in a row we did change it last year and then we kind of upheld that this year so uh but you know what we are not done Needham. there are more things that we have voted on and like this is my fault for not um recording often enough <laughs> but when you have four months between recordings and you do like a vote every week then like Shocker! You're going to have like a dozen plus uh, new rules to discuss. So we've gone through eight, but we are not done, Needham. What what other what else have we voted on?
1: All right, uh, almost done with the housekeeping, guys. I know this isn't the fun part, but look, we voted no against playing against the median. What that meant was uh, every week there'd be a median score. It would uh, kind of smooth out the schedule imbalance. Uh, and we voted no. Schedule is part of football, so schedule is part of the League of Champions. The Empire Pot was accepted. That means there's an additional fee every year, and it continues to roll over until there is a back-to-back champion, hence the Empire Pot. And last but not least, we decided to keep the League of Champions draft at the same time of the year. Um...
0: And re- oh, and sorry for cutting off. Yes, so uh, not only are we going to draft at the same time of the year next year, mainly what that really just means is we're going to draft not too long after the NFL drafts their players. I think we're going to fine-tune exactly the day and the hour that we start drafting. We pushed it back this year. I think we'll move it up a little bit more next year. But by moving it up, I mean by like, you know, Twelve to thirty-six hours. Nothing exciting. Uh, no on playing up against the median score. Yes on Empire pot. So, uh, so twenty-five additional dollars every year. And like Needham said, that is a separate pot. So that's gonna be three hundred bucks a year, and that pot builds on itself, and is emptied the moment that anyone wins their second championship back to back uh of course in the next year if they win a third championship after everyone put their extra 25 dollars in again they would get that 300 dollars. Um, we voted whether or not this should go in place right now or wait a year now of course i'm quite biased i want to go ahead and do it now because I'm the only one that could possibly win the $300 right now as opposed to us this next season, as opposed to us just you know, banking it for the following season to get up to $600. Now, will I win a back-to-back championship? Probably not. Um, and what was fascinating in all this is Rick Pierce was adamant that he was not voting for... Uh, Doing the Empire pot this upcoming season. But it was one of those where, like, it was like whatever the numbers were, Rick's non willingness to vote for Empire pot starting next year ended up being the deciding vote. His non vote for let's do it this upcoming year was the deciding vote for let's do it this upcoming year. So, um, thankfully pierce was so confident and it was so important to him that the empire pot started this next year that the only person eligible to get it is me that being said I'm, i won't i won't get it i i have the same percentage chance of winning this league as anyone else like there are 12 people in this league i would say i have an 8% chance like <laughs> like that's just there, it's, I'm not some like juggernaut that like is in the middle of a dynasty. I'm a guy who won last year. Anyway, let's move on. So when um when when we factor in ah oh, dude, I just forgot what I was talking about. Uh yeah, so we said no median empire pot twenty five bucks extra and the draft at the same time. Okay, so we normally would get into the trades because that's part of news, and we would do that before. The, the meat and nuts and the whatever else I describe as the main event. Um, we're actually going to put the trades on pause. We'll come back to it later. But first, we're actually going to get into the good stuff. And let's start talking about these trades. Wait, hold on. Uh, I'm holding my index finger and thumb near my ear pretending there is an earpiece in there the producers say we are not actually getting to the uh trades right now we are actually going to get right into the nuts and the bolts oh no the meat and the bolts the nuts and potatoes we're actually going to get into this draft i think but look i'm not in charge i'm 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 just I'm just trying to keep the brand up. Hey, Needham, what are we actually doing? Can you can can someone take charge here? Needham, you got this, right?
1: Ooh, that was a lot of housekeeping, guys. I am not going to lie; we seem to like tinkering with the league. A lot of lot of motions, a lot of voting. Uh, a lot got accepted. A lot got voted down. Good discussion on all the stuff, and uh, very important to keep this uh, this league always fresh and up to date. And interesting for all of us. So moving into uh, off of the voting and housekeeping, we went right into the draft. Uh, we, we had an exceptional draft, I will say that. So let's have some draft recap highlights. Round one. All right, round one. Eight wide receivers, four running backs. Only three quarterbacks and one tight end in total of the 36, three rounds of drafting were even taken this. There were no defensive players, extremely light on the quarterbacks this year and only one tight end. Uh, Definitely a heavily wide receiver dominate. Seems to be par for the course. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought about that, but, uh, it was interesting to follow, an interesting watch. I only had personally had one pick. A lot of people had multiple picks, and uh, we'll kind of go into some of that.
0: Yeah, you know, I gotta admit, I did not do my research coming into the draft. Once I finally caught up, and and honestly, Needham, you were a big part of my research. But once I finally talked to you, and also like did a couple of Google searches, I realized, wow, this really is a wide receiver. Heavy and dominant draft. As I looked into future drafts, they think it'll get more running back and quarterback heavy, or there'll be some strength in those positions going forward, which actually just kind of makes this year's draft that much more important that you get a good wide receiver. So, yes, overall, it was very wide receiver heavy. And let's start doing a deep dive into the individual picks. All right, Needham, take the floor. You got this.
1: The first round was uh, pretty much dominated, I mean, mostly by uh, Ben Rose getting the 101, grabbing Brees Hall. Uh, Excellent pick, kind of a no-brainer. He was the de facto 101. Uh, Rick Pierce with four first-round picks. Wolfett having three first-round picks. I mean, that really made the bulk of the news, uh, not to leave anybody, uh, the other three people out who had picks. or for Coming out the gate with picks two through four with three wide receivers and then ra- grabbing a wide, uh, running back toward the end of the round. Wolfett coming with the second running back off the board and then getting uh, two more wide receivers uh, later in the first round as well. That really was uh, the fireworks to watch of the first round.
0: Yeah, and that is going to be chaotic and hectic is what jumped into my mind. That's not correct. Competitive portion of our league in that so many people are trying to get that top-tier talent. Yeah, Wolfett and Pierce had seven of the first-round picks. Very impressive. I mean, literally the majority of those picks. And so that's incredibly impressive, and, um, as we look a little closer into the second and third round, I'm curious, does the position, strength, and clarity change at all? Uh, what, what are people doing in that next round? Needham.
1: And the rest of the two rounds went pretty par for the course. Heavy, uh, heavy in, uh, wide receivers and taking a chance on running backs. Um, only three quarterbacks as stated before, which was very light only Trey McBride for a tight end, uh, which is, uh, I would say atypical as comparing to previous years when the third round, uh, tight ends, as well as, uh, the last year, you know, Mika Parkins. So we didn't have, uh, we didn't have really anybody come out of the and and grab anything unusual. It was just uh very dominated by the wide receivers.
0: So now when you pull back, what how does how does this draft compare to some of the other drafts that we've had?
1: So now that the draft is over, what do we expect? Well, historically speaking, historically, right? Um, if you look, and yeah, we can argue about a few, but generally speaking, the 2020 draft class only has 18 of those 36 picks that have retained, uh, a, we'll call it at or better their uh, value when picked. Okay, um, and then judging again, this is done by me, just kind of guesstimating, so we can argue a couple more, but more or less, the 2021 draft class of last. Year's have retained at or near their original value uh, based on where they were. So it will be very interesting to follow the 2022 draft class as well, uh, especially considering it was considered a low value draft class as a whole.
0: You had mentioned that this was considered a, a weaker draft class and, and now you've you talked about how the 22 class um, might fit in and when compared to previous years you know i mean i don't pay much attention to college football at all so what was it that what was going what were the can you give me a little bit of a deep dive into why this 22 class was considered um weaker than other years
1: So yes, uh, touching on that, the 2022 draft class, uh, one of the reasons why there were so few quarterbacks and less tight ends and whatnot was that it wasn't considered um, an exceptional draft, right? The running backs weren't considered as high as the 2020 draft class. The receivers weren't considered as high as the 2021 draft class quarterbacks over the three-year run was at their uh, perceived low in comparison to the previous uh, two classes and uh, there was just not a lot of people reaching for alternate uh, positions such as defense and tight end so uh, just gonna be I still think there were some great players taken and
0: well, thank you so much, Needham. I really appreciate your contributions from the cap box on the draft. Uh, you and I both know that is an area of a weakness for me, but luckily for me, uh, it's an area of strength for you. So thank you very much for your thoughts on this. You were so eager to get into uh, the draft and get into the meat and potatoes, no, meat and bolts, nuts and potatoes, that uh, we skipped We didn't go over the trades that were still to be done in the news segment. So let's actually revisit that news segment.
1: On to trades, 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 trades. We're we're done with the draft. Let's talk about trades for a little bit here. Listen, it was pretty impressive. Twenty four of the 36 picks made in this 2022 draft had changed hands. Some of them ended up at their original uh, owner, but 24 picks out of 36 had changed hands. That's amazing, right? I mean, two-thirds of all draft picks uh, have been used as capital or pieces in trades of some sort, and uh, it's just a lot of fun to be part of that. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's really interesting to see it play out. Uh, and uh, really happy to be part of this group because of that. Because that that's just shows the activity that we're all into it. We're all trying to get better. We're all trying to have fun.
0: I could not agree more that I think seeing all of those draft picks change hands and seeing everyone jockeying for position shows just how active this league really is. And my goal in the beginning was more activity, more chat, more fun, more points too was part of that. And so we are absolutely achieving that with the activity and trades really are uh, would make that. And I was making a ton of trades in the beginning, uh, and I have really, really slowed down on my trade making. So um, I'm, I'm, I really have the itch, but I'm also just kind of running it back. But anyway, that's me personally. So uh, the trading of draft picks for me in this last uh, draft were actually done, uh, previously, I believe uh, the Michael Thomas trade was one of my picks and, uh, Oh, I'm blanking on the other one. But what I'm wondering is of uh, the trades, um, that we had, which ones do you think we should dive deeper into
1: continuing on with trades? Let's, uh, ignore any trading that involved, um, involved draft picks. Cause we kind of covered, they just all moved around. I'm actually pointing out uh, really two trades I thought I'd like to uh, point out. And then uh, the first, I'll just, you know, it's just player for player trades. And we will mention it, but totally ignore it, because I'm not going to really dive into the trashy uh, DJ Dallas for Kyle Trask trade. I mean, they were Kyle Trash. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're not talking about that one. Okay, so on to the two trades that I think are going to be fun to watch.
0: All right. So that's the trade you don't want to talk about. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have anything to add on that particular trade either. And uh, I will go back in the next episode and uh, fill in any gaps. So just pick and choose what trades do you want to discuss? uh, And what are your thoughts?
1: First trade that'll be fun to watch. I thought it was a great trade actually for both players involved. Um, Mark Stanley receives Deontay Johnson from Brent Torres. Brent Torres receives Nick Chubb from Mark Stanley. Both had, you know, Brent had a position of power with receivers. Stanley had a position of power from uh, running backs. Both needed the other. Excellent trade of high-end talent for both. Really fills in both of their rosters. uh, And, Um, really fills a hole it's a hole filler trade for both of them uh good value each way uh think that it will pay dividends for both teams this season so let's watch that one as the season progresses
0: yes i agree completely with your analysis i think it is an absolute perfect trade because it made both rosters better uh i think everyone both parties uh, should hold their head high on that one this is uh Uh, At least on paper, I didn't throw it in the calculator, but it seems to me uh, to be a fair trade. And, you know, Deontay Johnson, while he has younger and a longer shelf life, he also has a lot of question marks. Not really him, but who's going to be throwing him the ball. Uh, Chubb has a lot of wear on those treads at this point, but he's also always getting spelled by Kareem Hunt. So he should actually have a couple extra years. Uh, be able to get in uh, a decent chunk out of that second contract of his. I don't know if he has a second contract yet or not, but um, I think he does. And and so, you know, he's not getting ran into the ground. Uh, I love trades where both sides are happy. They're my favorite trades. And good job of BT and Stanley uh, recognizing i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna assume bt initiated uh, but good job in recognizing a roster that matches up well for trade we love trades good one uh Needham, which trade should we get to next
1: this next trade ought to be a fun one to watch i'm not sure it has any impact on either team, because I, I think both players were good. It was just an interesting trade. Rick Weiland receives Russell Wilson from Eric Wolfett, who receives Jalen Hurts. So you got a younger quarterback, a veteran performer, you know, tried and true. Uh, I think both quarterbacks are actually in good positions. You know, Russell Wilson ending up at Denver with a, uh, a good receiving core, just a better team. Uh, Jalen Hurts for Wolfett I think is ready to explode so yeah I, I didn't see real downside to this trade it was interesting uh, Wolfett gets a little younger Wylan gets a little more consistency so both kind of wanted something from that uh, I actually like both quarterbacks I obviously they must like each quarterback because they had them and traded for the others so uh, good trades
0: so I I was also very interested in this trade for a couple of reasons. One, I think Wyland actually did improve. I think uh, his roster is so strong, uh, and his starting lineup especially is so strong, that when he can get a little bit more consistency out of the quarterback position with Russell Wilson, I think that might be those you know, three to five points every week that actually do make a difference when it comes down, especially to the playoffs. That being said, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Um, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I had him in all three of my redrafts last year. I'm kind of, hope I don't know what his average draft position is, but I'm kind of hoping to be able to get him later on in drafts uh, this year as well. What I I also was interested <clears throat> by was, I remember when Wolfett traded for Russell Wilson and, oh, I didn't I didn't look up who it was for. I want to say it might have been the Kittle trade, but I might just be making that up now. Um, I'll go back and look. But when when Wilson was traded for and Wolfett had Wilson and Lamar Jackson, it was like, hey, you got two top five guys. You can play matchups. You could stream. Um, if one guy's a little... Uh, well, obviously, Wilson got hurt. But you know if one guy was kind of banged up, you can run out the other guy. And it was... I was wondering what kind of value Wolfett would end up seeing in that. And I think this trade tells us the answer. I think um, now, instead of Lamar Jackson, probably the 1A, and Russell Wilson, the 1B, now I think he has Lamar Jackson as his starter and Jalen Hurts as his backup, and that's a great backup. Um, And he got younger at the position. And I... Uh, I While I don't think that Jalen Hurts will be as good of an NFL quarterback career-wise as Russell Wilson, you know, Hall of Fame caliber, um, I do think that he probably has a good chance of being as good of a fantasy quarterback. So uh, I like it on both sides. I definitely like it on both sides. And um, the, the other thing, too, is I look for Russell Wilson to get a pretty decent bump this year, um, because while he had good receivers and a a decent enough running game in Seattle, he had coaching that wanted him to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and only throw then when it was third and nine because uh, d j dallas couldn 't do it uh, so I think he might get unleashed a little bit. I have Cortland Sutton in another dynasty league, and i 'm very, very hopeful. Uh, and excited about the year that he might have. I think Judy will have a big year as well. So I expect a big year from Wilson. So good job, Rick. Um, and I also am a big fan of Hertz. I, I think his legs uh, would be a perfect fill in for if Lamar Jackson goes down. So trade makes perfect sense to me. Now I know we've been talking a, a lot uh, in the chat, which I love so much. And 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 Needham, you had mentioned that you wanted just to kind of say a little something about all of our off football topics that we go deep on in the chat. So uh, while we don't, we're not in the, this isn't part of the news segment, uh, but uh, I didn't think of a, a, of a different segment for this. So let's just, let's just, we'll just cap off the news segment with, uh, why don't you go ahead and share, share your thoughts, my friend.
1: Hey guys, just to finish up, you know, we talk about a lot of serious stuff in our League of Champions chat. I'm not here to make the world, uh, like I'm not here to fix the world's problems, guys. I simply am here because I love the company, and uh, quite honestly, I wouldn't mind it if the world was just a little bit better place for my kids uh, when th- when they grow. What do say about that. Left, right, center, don't really care. I just think we could be a little bit better as a society, and that's not reflective of us here at LOC. Because this group is outstanding.
0: Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Needham. I really do appreciate that, especially if you look at the LOC chat history, which was influenced by one uh, Sanger from a different league where there was a four day political debate and everyone got so hot and bothered that no one talked on the chat anymore. And by the way, it was just a bunch of us fraternity guys. So you think we would have been a little bit, uh, easier to move on. But nonetheless, I was so worried about that in the beginning that I had a very, very strict and totalitarian even, uh, Uh, reach and of, we are not doing politics, we're not doing, basically, you can't talk about anything. You can't talk about anything that could, uh, you know, get anyone excited or, you know, like pull from someone's belief system or, you know, nothing that was on Fox News or CNN or blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I mean, I realized finally that that actually had... The purpose that it was designed to serve, it had been served. We established the, uh, you know, let's let's keep everything above board. Let's establish that we don't want to chase people away from the chat, especially as we lost two non-fraternity guys and then replaced them with fraternity guys. And it went from a league that wasn't dominated by the fraternity to then that it was. And I was definitely worried about that. But and then i also just kind of finally realized that a you can't tell people what to say b i did not like what my role had become because now i'm just content police um c i trust you guys and d we were posting so much that there was already people that either did or didn't listen and so for those uh that weren't going to be part of the daily chat um i I just got a little less worried about uh, not that anyone has thin skin, uh, but you know, just didn't want to push people the wrong way. So anyway, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I've, I feel bad for you at times because it seems like of those that are on the chat every day, you're like the only one that leans left and the rest of us lean right. And I remember a time where I was like full-on socialist. So um, I've really changed my political uh, beliefs and, and values a lot uh, in the last uh, five years and especially the last couple of years. But anyway, um, I, I do appreciate you mentioning that. That was my whole point, um, that uh, I think we've created a space, because originally it was like, I have to have a safe space where I can go to. And then I think we created a space that can get really deep and also it's a safe space. I mean, we had that Uvaldi and everyone in society wanted to talk about it, didn't know what to say and we were just like full on as if we were Congress. Like, hold on, what is the problem? What is the solution? And like, I thought that was the most like, pr- I don't think Congress could have, the production that we did, I think we would have absolutely, if we were Congress, we would have written some laws by the end of it. So anyway, I do appreciate you bringing that up, Needham. Um, I also appreciate you very much because as I'm sure other people have figured out, Needham wrote the entire episode. This entire episode was from the cat box. All I did was literally just read, listen to the recordings, and then say whatever I was thinking and string it together. And so, thank you, Needham, for the initiative of uh, getting this season premiere going. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll have to, get, I'll have to find my writing, uh, uh, my writing legs about me here soon, and and get another episode going. We saw some more trades to go over. Um, and overall, I just want to say thank you, Needham, and thank you everyone else. And look, Needham, you wrote the episode. It's only fair you get to take us out.
1: So with that in mind, you're awesome. Thank you for listening. This league is awesome. And until next time, cue music. We're out of here.